0: It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate,
1: oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love
0: TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And welcome to the multiverse of the official superhero slate review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah, in another, uh, in another universe, you know, what are we doing? Are we still doing a podcast? Maybe we're talking about something totally different. Uh, maybe something very niche like um, YouTube construction videos. Oh, yeah. We review construction videos because there's a multitude of universes and that's we right. review everything and every... You know, the most logical thing is in another universe, our podcast is about reviewing it, snacks because that's pretty much already happening. You yeah. know, he's already works its way into the show. <laughs> so if, like, if universes and their weirdness is, like, based on proximity, you know, I saw everything everywhere all at once and we saw Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. None of them touch on the... The, the proximity of multiverses, even though they exactly. always show them in kind of like that map cluster, right? Yeah. But if there's a very adjacent one, right, where almost everything's the same, we're reviewing snacks over in that one for
1: exactly. sure. Exactly. Or we're literally a podcast about reviewing um, slate roofs for uh, housing projects. So, you know, uh,
0: yes, it, I like that. I like that we're a lot more practical in another yeah. universe, you know, yeah, really it, getting down in the nitty gritty.
1: Superhero slates of roofing. But really, <laughs> we, we got to see it's, I to say, Mike, dare we say, this is the kickoff of summer right while it is not yeah. officially summer seasons the summer of movies starts with may 1st the first weekend of may and marvel has booked into that for the past 14 years pretty much Um uh, straight. <laughs> yeah and um they, they they kick it off with dr strange uh the sequel to dr strange in the multiverse of madness featuring again dr strange um you know uh, the scarlet witch slash you know wanda and, and directed by, of course, longtime superhero director, uh, vet- veteran even uh, Sam Raimi. So
0: yeah, and I would say a lot of worlds, um, a lot of worlds colliding. Pun intended, maybe yeah. for Sam Raimi right now. Uh, all of this, uh, an entire Spider-Man trilogy has kind of been revived uh, just yeah. recently with the previous Spider-Man movie being helmed by Sam Raimi back in the day. Yep. So this just feels really very uh, timely at the moment. And, but and there's an Evil we- Dead video game coming out, which is what he says. <laughs> Python, you know, like- I didn't I didn't even know that there's an old Dead yeah. video game coming out. but that sounds like it could be fun. Yeah. But just like the beginning of every review, we're going to be spoiler free and we'll sound the alarms because we jump on the spoilers. Because my God, Chris, you know this from experience. <laughs> I hope you saw this movie already. If you're listening yeah. to this review here, the beginning of the week, uh, I, I pray that you have seen the movie because uh, I've unmuted all my keywords after Thursday night, and then after just casually scrolling through through Twitter Mm -hmm. and just seeing like MCU things like recommended to me through the algorithm, like major cameos, totally spoiled. Like, unfortunately it happened to you before you saw the movie. It happened to me like 24 hours after I saw the movie still in the midst of the weekend. So yeah. I know we have a friend of the show uh, Quentin Parker who uh, uh, congratulations He's has a baby coming along the way very yes. very soon so I don't know how soon he'll be able to see Doctor Strange but he miraculously avoided the spoiler of extra Spider-Man in the how Spider-Man movie. How did he movie. do it? I still so don't know how he did it. if any man on the planet can avoid the uh, cameos and spoilers of Malton Burst of Madness it is him. <laughs> tell us your secrets
1: Quentin. I want to know how you mm. remove yourself. But again we do a show every week. We, we, we open ourselves up to this and I will say, um, again, spoiler free, there are things in this I did not know and I still, I feel like we know a lot about movies before they come out. Maybe not fully Uh. spoilers but a lot to, a lot more than we think we do.
0: Yeah, this um, is the, uh, this is like the maybe intended consequence of having to shoot everything inside of a studio, inside of a warehouse on in front of like a green screen or on a set, right? Because we always get the set photos, right? Set photos all the time. You know, we're already seeing like Michael Keaton on the, in the sidewalks yeah. for the next Warner Brothers movies coming up, right? But, you know, when you're down in Atlanta or in Australia sometimes where they're shooting this stuff in a warehouse, you know, you can keep everything mm-hmm. pretty locked down. Uh, but you know, usually you know, we'll start off our reviews with a little bit of um, theater-going experiences. <laughs> Mine, luckily, was pretty good. But um, our guest co-host the other week and super fan Jim Mintier reached out to me to let me know that some psychotic person brought a dog into his screening and was barking during the movie. So I pray to God that the that the human race is better than that. Do not bring yeah. your dogs into the movie. That is like. I could I don't want crying kids or loud, obnoxious children in my theater, but they're human beings, so they're allowed to be there, right? But there's no there's no price for dogs on the marquee outside. It's not It's not kids, seniors, adults, and then dogs for four dollars to get in. No dogs, and I was assured that this wasn't a service animal. There's no, there is no vest, they ain't no nothing on that dog. So uh, the humanity, I, I feel so bad so for Jim that he had to put up with a dog in a theater.
1: What I love about going to the movies is the movies, right? Um, being there, mm-hmm. um, being that. What I hate about the movies is the actual experience anymore. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about this, Jim. Yes, he had a dog and it barked. I'd be fucking livid. Uh, and and I say this because I had a piss poor experience as well. Um, no, like, like such a ho- bummer, horrible experience. And, and honestly, um, first and foremost, I texted you my first, um, the first sign things were going bad. Um, I was actually that I get in and they're like, Oh, um, it's now a 3d showing. So they've upgraded my ticket to a 3d
0: without um, telling, you. without <laughs>
1: telling me, I'm like, fine. I will, I can sit through a 3d you know experience. It's not, it's not, it's not going to make or break my, my world. Um, so it's fine uh so um but i actually don't find this out until i get into my my theater and i notice people are opening 3d glasses around me i'm like what did i what did i miss here (laughs) so then i sit down in my seat and the seat breaks the hinge comes undone from the actual seat itself and half of it is just kind of lingering there in the air and the other half still attached so I do what any sane person would do and not talk to anyone at the theater because at this point I don't trust them. Uh, and I'll tell you that'll, <laughs> that'll continue in a second. I open up the movie app and see what available, if there's another seat around me that's open. Uh, mm-hmm. thankfully to the right of us, the seat had not been purchased. So I was able to shift over one seat. Um, yeah, and, good. and not, you know, no one came up, no one showed up totally fine. Um, with that. So I go get my 3d glasses, they hand them to me. I go back. Um, I'm watching this. Oh, they, none of the trailers are in 3D until we get to Avatar. Great, gonna mm-hmm. watch Avatar in 3D. Awesome. The wrong 3D glasses. They gave us regular ones, not oh, IMAX no. 3D glasses. Lo and behold, did not <laughs> know they were different. So, um, you know, my wife runs back into the um, front of the theater and picks up the IMAX one. So I, I didn't actually get to catch hardly any of the Avatar screening, which was
0: uh, part of plus the. Bless your, bless the your wife. Bless your wife knowing that this movie is so important to you that she doesn't want you to miss anything and yeah. run out and get the glasses. Well, I, a did, good wife. I did the
1: first one, so I was like, you know, uh, let's, let's, let's split the <laughs> difference here. And then um, literally uh, not close enough where I could kick their seat the whole time, but two people, one row in front of me, one row in front of them, at a diagonal, 45 to my right. Uh, both of them were on their phones at like no. full fucking brightness throughout this movie. It's like if
0: you have to be on your phone, can it please be the person directly in front? Because it's always yeah. – it's that sight line in between the gaps of the yes. seats, right, when they're at the angles.
1: And, and, and then I'm, I'm in 3D glasses, so it's picking up the brightness even more, right? Like you're getting that, that glare off of them. So mm-hmm. literally uh, everything up to this movie, uh, 99% of things of this movie are just – absolutely ruining this whole experience for me. Mm-hmm. So every time the trailers were like only in theaters, I'm like, I sure hope not because
0: <laughs> I am never coming back here. Like when the uh the Top Gun trailer that's yeah. like very infamous or at the very end like only- motherfucker, you're only ever seeing this in theaters.
1: Yeah. And so like I I, I really wish that, you know, I want to go back to the movies. I want to go back to these things. And it's not COVID I'm worried about anymore. It's the people who have lost absolutely all <laughs> All, all ideas that anyone else exists other than themselves. And, and I, also, I like, these this.
0: are these are first showings. These are Thursday night showings where you are supposed to be a fan. It's not a, even— it, The biggest fan in your area if you're going that early. And, yeah. like, now more than ever, like, I don't feel bad talking about this. Sometimes I felt like we were killing time on the podcast talking about our yeah. movie-going experiences. I think it's now more important than ever because studios desperately want us back in those theaters because they want those dollars then you gotta work harder to make that theater going experience better right like I don't care you double the price of your popcorn but put like a security guard in every row I know it seems militant but like I've no, I never, I've never been to an Alamo Draft House before, but I hear that they are very, very militant about that. Like they will, they will crack heads if they need yeah. to. So I want my Cinemark to start cracking it, heads. Luckily, I, I had a relatively normal theater going uh, experience, but yeah, the, I've had plenty of movies ruined.
1: The, the biggest win out of this uh, is the AMC exclusive Doctor Strange popcorn bucket, which I showed you, which is a translucent yeah, that, rec- uh, box with the Doctor Strange symbols on the side. Uh, and it's actually pretty big. Like, you know, I, I, put it in my hand it's fairly large and thankfully the person behind the restaurant was like, do you want the popcorn in it or in a bucket? I'm like, thank you for not just pouring Ooh, it in this bucket because yes. that's going to be a nightmare. Employee to clean. He <laughs> needs a race. They yes. need a race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, thank God for them. Um, but you know, other than that, the, the experience is just, you know, I'm, I'm not looking forward to going back because of the people (laughs) rather than the actual other things around. And I just, I, I, I hate to say that out loud, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just the nature of it. And this was four o'clock. This wasn't even Thursday night, Mike. Like, you oh have my to God! Be four o'clock. Work. Yeah, yeah.
0: Those, those are people that have to like flex vacation hours yeah. in order to go to the theater, and they're on their phone. I just... Oh my yeah. God! Between this and <laughs> a dog, I've lost faith yeah. in humanity. And there's and there's even worse things going on in this country right now. It, I know I mean, we can't even we can't even go to a movie anymore either. Yeah. This is insane. It, it is wild. <sighs> so so yeah, Ooh, fired up. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So I mean, I I. I I don't think it has hindered my experience watching the movie, thankfully, knock on wood. But I will just say, you know, um, I'm going to be ranting about this to everyone I see for the next month. Because hopefully (laughs) if I tell a friend and they tell a friend and they tell their friends, hopefully people will learn to shut up and get off their phones in the movie theaters (laughs) if we're going back. Because uh, if if, literally if that guy in the phone had been in front of me or within kicking distance, I would have just been kicking the back of a seat the whole time. It was on like mm-hmm. like like and if you would like stop him like, well, get off your phone like you're annoying me, yeah. I'm annoying you like we well, I could do this all day, kind of thing,
0: yeah, so <laughs> like we should get like a discount on our movie tickets if we hand our phones over as we walk in or something, just mm-hmm. incentivize people in some way
1: I, I'd say <sighs> I would say you know short of you know there are extenuating emergency circumstances where you might need your phone in the theater. I get this, but a Faraday cage around every movie theater going forward. <laughs> not, not, not upset about this idea. Uh, we would probably get a lot more
0: early screenings if I'm going to be honest. So, um. <laughs> we need a we need somebody like a sniper on a balcony with like an EMP gun, mm-hmm. like sniping people's phones in their hands when they pull them out. Oh yeah, oh I'd I'd volunteer for that job. You don't have to pay me.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun. And then the other thing Ooh. I would say you brought this up is, um, literally, I was not looking up anything on this movie. I was in a totally. Different um, thread of, of conversation online, and literally came across probably the only one of two, no, one of three things in this movie I think <laughs> I had zero to, to negative idea about um, or even mm-hmm. any guesses on. And it just like, I was like, why are you posting this image, a screenshot from the film? And it was, like, in a thread about – I think it was even about, like, how to get dandelions out of my yard, like, kind of thing. Like, Oh, my God. Not even related to any of this. Like, people are out there literally just being assholes all around. And I, I don't get it. Like, there's no reason to be that. So <laughs> I don't savage. think anyone – I say I don't think even listening to the show with those people. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. it was. It's been a week, <laughs> man. It's been a week.
0: Um, A plea for decency. Yes. But weirdly enough, didn't stop people from going yeah. to the movies, right? <laughs> no, it did
1: not. It did not. And and ironically, I, I did want to point this out before we jump into this. It is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, M-O-M, on Mother's Day weekend. They released Doctor <laughs> Strange Mom on Mother's Day weekend. Oh, look at that. I know. I know. And uh, there's another uh reason for that we'll talk about it later but people maybe they're taking their moms to watch this maybe that's why all this is because this movie has had a 450 million dollar opening weekend worldwide um it is almost a half a billion dollars within four days uh which is crazy to think of right and and this movie has also been um banned outright in middle eastern countries and and china so this is not this is no china money at all thrown at this so that's really i think an impressive number I feel people are going back. I honestly thought people would not know how to feel about a multiverse, right? Like, I feel like that's a high um, high concept term that maybe people wouldn't be ready for. But by God, people are going out in droves to watch this, Mike. Uh, and um, th- th- that makes it the fifth highest MCU opening worldwide. Um, probably behind at least four Avengers movies and maybe what Iron Man 3, I think, had a lot mm. of money um, behind it. Um, it could, could be – I don't know what else – Broke a billion dollars, maybe Spider-Man. Um, anyway, and then also the second highest solo MCU movie.
0: Yeah, and honest. I would say that's pretty good considering this character in and of itself really was only ever cameoing in other very big movies, right? You mm-hmm. know, I think his first outing in his very first movie was just an average origin story, but you know he became a lot more iconic in these other big films. Uh, I don't think many people were uh, familiar with a lot of his uh, material from the comic books, at least to the general public, which is what usually brings these box office dollars. So the fact that they brought in this much money, uh, I think it says uh, a lot for the power of the MCU just yeah. being able to, as we've always said, make a movie about just about anything and they get the dollars going in. Um, uh, we'll talk more about the 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 critical reception the audience reception and our thoughts here no. in a moment but overall i think everyone would consider this a success oh yeah 100 percent. i think uh, even even if they stop showing screenings tomorrow i think
1: this is a win right like everyone but like, mm-hmm. it made money everyone people are seeing it and, and it sounds like possibly with this much money multiple screenings for some people um i don't know anyone yet i've not had a chance to i still need to cool off from my current movie theater experience before i go back to the theater again <laughs> Um but you know Doctor Strange no one says the first Doctor Strange is their favorite MCU movie right like Mm-mm. um it's it, it, it's serviceable it does a great job uh, introducing the character and myst- magic and mysticism into the world but it's not like everyone's like I got to watch it it's an essential viewing it's really not um but you know with his small parts literally in um in game and uh you know, I wouldn't even say now I wouldn't say in game actually Infinity War right as a uh-huh. As as a character, um, who actually is like one of two people to actually put Thanos in a in a concerned state, um, very very awesome to to see him get his own movie, uh, and I think one of the better things is I think they did say this in Spider Man he's not the Sorcerer Supreme either yet either right like he's not even the best wizard in all of the wizarding community uh, so. Um, <laughs> I think that's really fun um, to do that, and then I'm, like so I'm not going to talk about the movie, but overall, Mike, do you want to to dip your toes in this a little bit? I think we've we've talked more about this movie than any other movie um, going actually into review, so I, I feel like I, yeah. I know where your head's at.
0: Yeah, I do have to say, so spoiler-free, this was just a really wild ride. I can't think of a better way to describe it without you know sounding just like a cliche that you throw up on a movie poster, right? But yeah, the ride was absolutely wild. I had a great time the first half of the movie is a little bit slow i feel like it takes a while to really kind of get its cleats into the track but man once you get going on that backstretch it is just so much fun um it was great being surprised again in an mcu movie especially with this show that we do i feel like we know all the little ins and outs before the movies come out but i was happy to be surprised once again um, you know, obviously we'll talking about after credit scenes mm-hmm. and that moving forward. but uh, I think the most impressive single thing about this f- film is it's great to get a visual and creative perspective from a director, right? Uh, the last time we talked about this was the Warner Last Warner Brothers movies with the Batman, Matt Reeves. It was just great to feel somebody's um, creative eye behind these uh, big budget superhero movies and I really felt, I was just getting awesome Sam Raimi stuff. Mm -hmm. The way he would control the camera, the way he would just like push the characters and the acting. I just had a great time. I don't think this is necessarily my favorite MCU movie, but I would definitely put it up there in the top for sure. Uh, as we all know, I internally struggle to ever come to a consistent rating system mm-hmm. or to even rank these movies that I like. I'm just kind of always going off vibes or feelings. Yeah. Uh, but the current cinema score out there, and that is as they pull people as they leave the theater, is sitting around like a B+. Plus. I would say B-plus feels about right. Maybe a, Maybe I'm a little bit more I, of like an A, about more of an A-minus. But yeah, I really feel like this is a great, uh, fun film. And I had a really good time and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Uh, um, I was able to find a couple um, like black market clips, if you will, which is another reason to stay off of Twitter because I even seen people making GIFs out of cam footage, which I feel like I've never really seen that before after a major MCU release. So I'm kind of getting to relive these moments just days later on Twitter. And I'm having a really fun time because it's just really creative and really fun. So I would could yeah. very easily recommend this for people. I suppose it could be a little confusing if you're not caught up with the MCU, well, right? Because you're dealing with lots that, of that concepts. is a <laughs> that is a pin I want to
1: put in the cinema score for later. Um, so that I think what you just said in the cinema score tie together um, mm-hmm. because I saw the same thing. So we can talk about that in a minute. But I, I don't. I not already. But let's put a pin in those two things.
0: Yeah, so overall it's a a great time But if you are indeed bringing your mother to see the Multiverse of Madness this weekend And she's not caught up with the MCU I think she's just going to be wholly confused on what the heck is happening Uh, There's a great uh, character turn at the beginning of the movie that I was not expecting But they committed to it and it turned out great amazing performances overall i mean elizabeth olsen just rocked it i feel like this is the best interpretation the most entertaining and funnest if that's even a word of the scarlet witch that i've seen on screen i just i just had a really really good time i like you said at the very beginning the start of the summer movie season this felt like a really fun wild summer movie um and as we get more into it you know i know i see a lot of people out there like comparing this to everything everywhere all at once just because you know it's also another multiversal movie but to me it's it's like comparing like different restaurant chains or you know it's almost apples and oranges at this point totally different budgets totally different subject matters one's coming from a franchise one is just a like i i don't i would struggle to call it an indie movie but it's coming from a24 so I just really wish people wouldn't compare the two because they, it's not worth comparing because it's just two totally different huh. uh, sensations. But yeah, uh, I, I would if you're anywhere adjacent to the MCU, which if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you are, like, yeah, you're gonna have mm-hmm. a great time uh, watching this. But I could see a struggle if you're on the more of the periphery, mm-hmm. right? Like we said earlier, if you, if you got a friend that's having a baby soon, maybe they can't exactly run out and see this one right away. Uh, I think that'll be okay. But, yeah, Chris, I had a great time. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say this um, this is a very risky movie uh, to, to put out here. It leans into, um, again, a character who's kind of been at the periphery of everything, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. very popular. Leaning into a, a director who left superhero movies on kind of a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Uh, and then also kind of like, you know, this is the first movie since the last uh, Spider-Man no way home, which everyone, you know, faithfully loves. Uh, but, I, and, and it honestly, literally leans into the horror genre more than any other Marvel movie out there. Right? Like I wouldn't say kids, w- there will be kids crying at this movie. I feel if you took them to it, um, but none of this is bad. I'm, I'm going to say this is the perfect storm of everything that I think we want for a comic book movie. Like, this is the most comic, all these terms in this movie use are things I've read in comic books in the past 10 years. And I mm-hmm. loved every second of it. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like this is stuff you would only read about in a comic book page. Some of the visuals are things you would only see drawn, right? Rather than actually filmed and put in a theater and expect half a billion dollars within four days to get like it, it really, sometimes I look at it, I'm like this shouldn't work. Um, and, and it does, but you're right. There is This is probably one of the fewer movies, just a sequel, a, a second movie that has a lot more required viewing than I think other MCU properties have done a little bit. And I feel, again, the audience who hasn't seen everything. Um, I had people ask, hey, um, you know, I've not seen WandaVision. Should I watch this? Yes, you should. Uh, li- yeah. Literally, you're not going to know why <laughs> the Scarlet Witch has this costume, let alone anything else in this movie. Without watching WandaVision. and it leans into it and a, a little bit, so I think you know. it's is I would also say Loki is very important for this movie as well along the way, um, but you know, it's really you know I I think um, I have to say I'm biased. I just I just love the shit out of it, uh, and and um, you know, it's just very like I said, very comic booky. This is stuff I would I feel feel like I would read uh, you know every month uh, in a book and brought to life. And I will say. We we didn't talk about Danny Elfman who has a history in superhero scoring, right? Oh,
0: great score! But
1: like this isn't your typical Danny Elfman. This isn't your Batman '89. This isn't your Spider Man. Uh, this is a this is 2022 Danny Elfman who has test or chest tattoos and is like performing <laughs> at electronic festivals. Uh, yeah, Danny he's Elfman. at
0: Coachella one weekend scoring Doctor Strange the next weekend. Yeah, uh, uh, and I've never quite seen a Danny Elfman score incorporated. Into an action scene, yeah. Uh, wink, wink, nod, nod. If you if you if you've seen the movie, but uh, yeah, that was that was uh, a yeah. really fun.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I mean, there's there's a bunch to this um, that I just I just think is is great. The visuals are you know off the chain, right? Um, absolutely. I think you know we saw trippy stuff in the first Doctor Strange, but this is like I, I guess organized chaos, if you will, for the trippiness. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's reasons and rhymes, but, like, it just feels different. And, again, I've never had jump scares in a Marvel movie where I actually jumped in my seat. And this one hit me mm-hmm. a couple of times. And, um, and you know, and, again, like you said, there's just twists and turns that I didn't even know were coming. And I've come across a lot more stuff than I should have uh, doing just notes for the show. So, um, absolutely fantastic. Would I recommend this highly to anyone who loves um marvel movies and is caught up in this but if you have not watched any of the disney plus stuff or even i guess maybe the first doctor strange you would want to watch some of this those before you go into this um going cold turkey is going to be a rough experience for you where you have a lot <laughs> of questions the whole way through
0: it could be so, kind of fun though. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. I, this was really fun. Now I want to go back and experience it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of when you uh, read a book in a big franchise, but, you know, books are usually really bad at telling you what number they are in a series because they don't want to stop you from reading the thing that's in front of you, right? Yeah. So you read the book and you're like, what the hell's going on? Now I got to go back and then I go, got to go forward.
1: Yeah. I'd probably give my mom a chance at this, but like, What do you think about this? Uh, is this <laughs> is this your is this your um, you know your free trial to get hooked on the Marvel universe, or are you just like nah, <laughs> I'm good. That's one of the two. So uh, highly recommend it for me as well, Mike. I, th- I just think this is one of those. Um, would you would you say this is like a popcorn movie as well, right? Like you just sit there and just like just ab- get absorbed in everything going on. Because I agree with you, it does start a little slow, but if you go look at. The time frame. I think I jumped halfway through the movie, and they're actually a little farther along than I thought they were. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you know, it, maybe that that first part feels slower, but I think it. I think maybe by a third of the way in, they finally, you know, um, because of the K- Kentucky Derby here this weekend, those horses really start running around around the track. <laughs> so. Um, Yeah, You want to jump into spoilers? I feel like I I want to say so much and I can't say it. Yes, yes, yes. Warning,
0: warning, warning. The red flashing light emoji uh, (laughs) that is often used on your digital keyboard and your phone. Spoilers are starting. Chris, I I gotta jump right to it because I had this emotional feeling in the movie theater that I had to restrain myself from. When they revealed the Illuminati, I cannot tell you how much I had to hold my own hand down from taking out my phone and like texting you right away because (laughs) I was just like, I'm so used to like reacting exactly to what I'm watching at home and like letting you know, like when I was doing that whole rewatch of the resident evil franchise, I was like, I I just had to instantly react to it, but I was like, no, 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 I'm not that kind of movie theater guest. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But wow, (laughs) we Um, all know how I felt about John Krasinski and, um, and Reed Richards before we went into this movie. Right. I just did not want the fans to have the satisfaction. So, Congratulations, everyone. You have the satisfaction of John Kaczynski as Reed Richards. This is just really weird timing, but... The wife and I just finished like our fourth or fifth rewatch or whatever of The Office, like just a day or two before we went and saw this movie. So I was at peak John Krasinski's, so probably the best for me going into this. And I thought he did really well. Like I, he seemed like he was that like hyper intelligent, just kind of like detached nerd. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he got dispatched, you know, very quickly. And that's a whole nother scene that we can talk about. But I was like, okay. I would say this is good testing grounds for the casting, right? I've I've seen some rumors out there online that he will be turning as Mr. Fantastic. Who knows if that's possible and in what capacity. But I was like, okay, well, if we have shown that through uh, Captain Marvel, right, that different actors or at least characters can embody these people moving forward, you know, they could always recast Reed Richards in a future Fantastic Four movie. But I was like, okay, this feels right. This feels okay. So... And then I didn't even catch it until I saw, like, a bootleg reveal on Twitter. But, like, he's coming out of, like, a negative zone or yes, something, he, right? he teleports
1: in. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's break The biggest thing. question we had, and I think since trailer one, is there's an Illuminati here, right? An Illuminati, mm-hmm. which is essentially the Avengers of another universe in this situation. Earth 828, if you will. Um, and we, we, we knew from the trailer that the only really confirmed member is professor xavier uh Uh or at least we were thought to believe that i I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled the rug out from under us right and and did Uh some other trailers but um they they start with this you know we have um master Mordo unveiling these avengers slash illuminati the um one of the biggest unsurprises to me was captain carter uh live action version i believe you know that i think we Uh we kind of you know heard about this for a little bit um, this was in a clip I tried to see, so we get to see that. We get to see um, not Tom Cruise's superior Iron Man, but um... <laughs> that
0: was really funny because we were really expecting that. Yeah. I almost thought that was the spoiler that you saw no. earlier in the week, which you know ended up being John Krasinski. That was yes. spoiled for you, unfortunately. But when I saw that, I was like, "That is not Tom Cruise. That is like the opposite of Tom Cruise." I thought that was just that was just funny to me because yeah. that's what we just kept assuming.
1: And 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 so we get Monica Rambeau as uh, this captain marvel of this universe um not not no maria rambo not monica the mom right the the mom of the the original um with that uh and then you know john krasinski as mr fanatic was there but right before that
0: we get the mcu introduction of black bolt mike chris Uh, how is this for you i have to know because when i saw it this was I, i i felt it empathetically through you i lived vicariously i was like what would it be if Chris was right next to me when they show Black Bolt on um,
1: screen? You know, this is one of the situations where I, I couldn't I literally didn't believe it for like five seconds. I'm like, <laughs> there is no no goddamn way they're putting Black Bolt in his official costume in this movie. Who was under that mask? Are they are they are, am I am I being pranked right now? Am I being punched? Because <laughs> I had no idea. I actually had no idea he would be in here. And they brought the actor from the T V show Anson Mount who Star Trek mm-hmm. show just launched on Friday, by the way, Brave New Worlds, um, as well, uh, and put him in the suit. Um, I would say almost a redemption, if you will, of his um, TV version, yeah. right? Because um, that suit is is very, very accurate to the comic books. Uh, and then um, John, Crosby, and then Professor Xavier wheels in on his yellow thing
0: <laughs> with the animated music right there playing, like subtly, like you're just like. And he's in the yellow wheelchair yes. and everything. Oh man, that scene was great. And like they telegraphed, you know, the Illuminati coming up, right? You know, Doctor Strange is being led down hallways. He's brought into yeah. a room with like empty chairs. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. Like I am in reclining chairs at my movie theater. And that's when I start to hit the button and it's coming down, right? Because I'm, I'm literally on the edge of my seat because I'm like, oh, this is it. Oh yeah. It, it lived up to the hype. It was great. It was fun. Yeah. And like we said in the non spoiler section, we are. Rarely surprised anymore, uh, and I would say even if you're not listening to a podcast every week about superheroes, right? If you're just watching the trailers, sometimes you're getting a lot of reveals spoiled for you. So it was just, it was. I love just being surprised. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> and and that was, fa- you know, fantastic for lack of a fa- better word. But like you know, <laughs> we we talk about this. Every one of these people have been on screen before, right? Uh, so the John Krasinski mm-hmm. kind of felt like a. A, this is a fan. This is for the fans. This is for the internet mm. people. The the people saying, but like you know, you're right. You know, he could be literally a fantastic Mister Fantastic of you know, the upcoming movie, and this was like a screen test uh, for it. Like like you know, like here here's the reaction. What do people really think who who aren't part of the vocal minority, if you will? And um, I'll just nail it. Like he, he's so like level headed when he's talking um mm-hmm. you know he's very you know he's not he's not a very emotional i, I will say despite you know the illuminati appearing they're very short-lived uh, but that's fine <laughs> this isn't the illuminati movie this is the doctor strange movie and yeah
0: also i think one thing that might rub a little people the wrong way because the illuminati is introduced as kind of like this all-powerful force in this universe and then they're dispatched horribly but very entertainingly yes. very quickly. And I did see some people's thoughts online of just like, okay, come on. I thought these were supposed to be like super powered people. But one thing that you do get a little bit of accustomed to when you uh read comic books, even just uh casually, I wouldn't even say I'm a hard book Hard hardcore comic book reader but whenever you do an offshoot of a comic book universe right you know it's never long lived right you never get too attached to it only very rarely do you get something like the ultimate universe that really sticks yeah. around so I feel like when you're visiting an alternate reality in a comic book you're just like okay this, this is basically ca- cannon fodder because how often do you They're get a disposable. chance to kill off <laughs> like you know iconic comic book characters? Well, you can do it as long as you're in a different universe or like a dream or something mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, the I think what Black Bolt was the first to go. Yep. I was like, whoa! And his head like caves in, and I feel like they did just the appropriate amount of blood yeah. that gets them by with like you know the PG-13 rating. So. Like, when Scarlet Witch starts going ham on them, I was like, this this movie's for me.
1: (laughs) Well, she turns Mr. Fantastic into, like, string cheese and, like, pops his head like a pimple at Mm -hmm. the end of it. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, This this is real. I mean, mean, again, we knew they were fodder. I will also say seeing Black Bolt's voice um, destroy Doctor Strange of this universe, very entertaining. Uh, Like, Mm -hmm. I was like... I was like, ah, she's he's killing Doctor Strange, but this is everything I've ever wanted in like ten seconds of movie here. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Sam Raimi, Kevin Feige. I I just I just want to thank them all for this. Um, But yeah, so the Illuminati, huge huge scenes. Uh, You know, Captain uh, Carter split in half with the shield. Right, I saw that kind of coming. Um, Yeah, yeah. That was and when I was
0: watching when I was watching it, I was just like, okay, I know she's like superhuman, you know, comparable to Steve Rogers, but like. Uh, I don't think they would last this long in reality and mm. like go oh, there they go cut in half okay yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah and then the, a statue on on um, monica i guess uh, Mordo lived um he made it out and then so did this uh-huh. um version of um uh, the girlfriend christine palmer as well uh-huh. um, so yeah um a huge huge moment in this and, and it, it shouldn't overshadow it but like you know it, you're just geeked out so much in the scene like the yeah. the nerd levels are through the roof. Your your heart rate's <laughs> pumping. You're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's fantastic. Um, but I I don't want to overshadow like you know like you said the turn at the front, which I kind of think I'd predict a little bit on the show. Um, mm-hmm. m- maybe not so much you, but Wanda is the villain very early on in this movie. Um, and they they literally keep her the villain uh, throughout the whole movie, uh, pretty much. So. Um, Yeah.
0: And honestly, when it happened, I was like, okay, if this movie turns people off in any way, I feel like it's going to be this moment, right? mm -hmm. You know, if you just came off watching WandaVision, you know, you would think that this character has seen redemption, right? But no, apparently she was just stewing in that cabin even longer and just decided I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that happens to be uh, the Darkhold, you know, literally taking its hold. So uh, it was a bit of a a mental hurdle for me because that's how I left WandaVision, hopeful. And then I kind of had to like reset my brain. And if this movie ended up being ineffective right let's say like a different filmmaker took it on or the script had um, uh, speed bumps in it right I feel like I wouldn't have been able to accept it as much but uh, I was able I was able to get there and eventually I just ended up having a lot of fun because I feel like Elizabeth Olsen as an evil Wanda is so fun Mm -hmm. she had such a good time I had such an amazing time watching her like a back bend out of a gong. Oh my it that was, just that like, was
1: the that, I I even actually do this. I'm like when she came out of that gong it felt like the ring, right? Like she's snapping mm-hmm. into place. I'm like, this is like the horror stuff, like, you know, and and the same Raimi horror. She's leaning into that. Um mm-hmm. you know, even someone mentioned uh the, the red clouds whenever she's killing Professor Xavier in that like, you know, mental asylum, right? Like yeah, snaps everything his is creepy.
0: Yeah. She has the like the long black fingernails and like the red eyeballs in that scene oh, yeah. too. Um, And it's also helpful, you know, this doesn't really necessarily follow the storyline in something like House of M, but it helps to know that her character in the the comic books is not like... Lawful good, right? She is like very much riding that line between good and evil. Like, really, she's her own worst enemy most of the time. You basically just have to make sure Wanda stays happy, so she doesn't destroy all of existence half the time. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of interesting for them to tread that story in this of just like, yeah, if if this enough sorrow builds up over her, she loses the love of her life. Not only that, but she had to kill the love of her life, and and her her children just like vanish away from her, like. Oh, I totally get how she could break but unfortunately we just didn't quite see that play out at the end of her own TV show right, right. Um, So you know just to cut ahead to cut ahead to the very very end with Wanda just a book and her story. Uh, I don't, th- I, it doesn't seem like she's dead, right? It's kind of like the rule in cinema, right? If they're going to be dead, you show them dying. There was right? a red you flash
1: know- when the rocks fell as well, right? Like- yeah,
0: so it's like, did she teleport away? Maybe just like her magic was enough to keep her alive. It's hard to think that there's a version or a, a redeemable white vision out there who could possibly bring back right. Paul Bettany and then a Wanda not being there alongside of it. So. Who knows in what capacity she'll return, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't think she's done.
1: Yeah, I, and and if she was, I think this is a fine way to end on it as well, right? Like, I feel like, you know, it, I think if anything, her her turn at the end was a little quick back to good, um, and to s- destroy the dark hold across every universe was a little, meh, but that's fine. Um, you know, I th- I think this is a. A, a situation where the movie, you know, they the story is there for the characters. We followed Wanda. We followed Strange. Mm-hmm. We know their pains. We know their successes. And, uh, you know, yeah. it, it was great the, to have a story with them rather
0: than. Yeah. Like, oh. you know, like we said, the movie is not infallible, right? right. But if you create one of the best MC moments, MCU moments I've ever seen, which is uh, Necro Doctor Strange yeah. creates wings out of demons. And then he uses them to shield uh, Wanda's magic. And then his demon wings eat the magic. Yeah. That is like the coolest thing I've seen in the MCU in years. And it's like, I'm just so happy that little thing exists. And I knew there was going to be like this zombie Doctor Strange at some point in time. Because it's heavily featured in the trailers. And there's even like a still shot of like that that Doctor Strange kind of like rising out of like... Um, rising up in the sky and then I just kept thinking yeah how is he gonna sleepwalk at the end of this movie like yeah. there's n- how is he gonna connect to his universe and he's like nobody said he had to be alive and I was like oh <laughs> yes this is so smart this is great Right, it's just like, yeah. and I, I loved it so much. And then the, he even solves the. Pro- I think the wings are just so clever because it's solving a problem that they established early in the movie that like Wong could only sling ring right yeah. so close to it because they weren't meant to get there. So I was like, well, okay. Well, how is he going to get over there? He's just a sorcerer. Well, I'll make fucking wings. That's what I'll is do it? out of demons. I,
1: I use these demons to to do whatever I want to do. I, and in the right and. Yeah, well, the demons in themselves are highly effective Because if it was just like, oh, here's a very They're, they're great monsters, but they have that high-pitched shrill, They move really yeah. fast They're like very, like, you know uh, Against Sam Raimi demons Or, like, hyena mm. laughing like Stuff you'd see in the Army of Darkness kind of kind yeah. of demons And I think that adds to it Like, yeah, like even they're having a good time doing this Rather than, you know, like They're not fighting for good They're just like, we're here to be chaotic No matter what the outcome is And Mm-hmm. Um, that that was, that was really – and then literally he stayed in zombie strange mode like through the end of the movie like that was uh-huh. that was a th- like they just they didn't bring him back into the the universe they like zombie strange is over here just kind of on the ground dudes uh yeah. I hope you figure and this I would
0: out. and I would say uh normal dr strange uh throughout the movie is kind of encompassing uh, the very spirit of the MCU which is snark. Mm-hmm. He is incredibly snarky through the whole film which I know uh, a lot of people like to dig at Marvel for, like, you know, always joking or quipping uh, about, like, every other scene. But, like, coming out of Benedict Cumberbatch and this character, it just really works, right? Especially when you're going through something as crazy as a multiverse, right? You know, you just can't take it seriously. Like, when you're just seeing silly things happen, like, you you gotta remark on it in some way. And since we've seen these characters go through lots of, like, intergalactic and alien struggles, right? You know, it's just like, oh, geez, what next? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I had a fun time watching but the the multiversal stuff on a whole though did seem to be a little bit sparse right you know we kind of got that um that inside out moment right very briefly where they're going through the dimensions and they're like 2d they're animated they're like paint or goo or something so that was a fun scene but beyond that We really only see, like, one or two other dimensions that we really get to play with. If
1: you want to save money, you do a multiversal movie, and you spend it at Cumberbatch to play four versions of Doctor Strange all at once. (laughs) Because he's at the beginning with Defender Strange, right, who literally sets the tone for this movie. He's like, he's going to die. He died Mm -hmm. uh, very quickly. Regular Strange. Then we get the um, Earth-2828 Strange, right, the one who was killed by Black Bolt. And then, uh, obviously Mm – evil Dr. Strange, uh, who ended up being impaled on a fence, by the way. Ooh, um, rough. And um, he's not the one from What If, so everyone can 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 lay, lay off that for a little bit, because you know he was a, a different one who sits at the end of an incursion. An incursion, by the way, is one of my favorite series of, of um, Marvel books. Uh, it, it's actually a new Avengers thing. But, um, yeah, uh, he, it was... Um, you use one guy to play all these, but I agree. There's like not like it's not a multiversal romp as much as i think we had expected but mm-hmm. by you know making it character focused i think it, that makes up for it in the end for me i'm like uh the characters had more, like we're not just jumping from universe to universe because we can we're being very selective and keeping the story tight and that's fine for me uh, along the way um yeah. but literally ben and, and cumberbatch guess- was most of the characters in this movie
0: yeah, and and I guess the the logical next step is to talk about the new addition of yes. America Chavez to it. I thought her her performance uh, was uh, was great. You know, a good introduction. I mm. I want to see more of her character. It was fun to see her kind of join the sorcery school at the very end. So she's kind of getting trained up. I thought we'd uh, see Ned I, there. I literally thought we'd <laughs> see Ned there. But, but go on. That would be that would be fun. Um, uh, I, I, I do like kind of like the uh, the story element that she is the only version of her character that exists in the universe. You know, it makes her even more special, adds a little bit more stake to her, right? That like mm. you can't lose her and get another one, right? She is the only one out there. So even though she has this very, very awesome power, we probably shouldn't flex it too much because we obviously see what can go wrong if we don't do it right. Uh, her arc was maybe a little lackluster, I would say. You know, her her character development is just to believe in herself by the very end, which I'm not saying doesn't happen in, like, every other movie, right? But, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, okay, of course she finally believes in herself at the very end when we absolutely need her to. Um, yeah. But I thought I thought visually her star effect was kind of cool. Um, you know, but it, it, the, you this, could, the this, sound I would say the sound effect of that was actually more impressive yeah, as well. That kind of that, that craggliness. Yeah. Um this is just an aesthetic thing, but I kind of wish maybe the star was a little asymmetric, right? It felt a little too perfect, mm-hmm. like it was supposed to be a star. It, I thought it maybe would have been more clever if it was just a rip in space time, but it just looked vaguely like a star. Mm-hmm. Then it just wouldn't feel so Symbolic, which I get in a comic book, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, you use that symbolism. But I was like, okay, maybe we can be a little bit rougher in the movie, and then you could always like evolve it over time, right? Maybe yeah. the the second or third time her character is in the in the franchise, it gets more starlight because she has more control over it. That could have been some fun fun visual storytelling. But the only thing that I would say, approach the the line of cringe in the movie was her flashback origin where she's on her own planet world or whatever. her, Her powers activate and her parents get sucked into a portal. It just, I don't know what it was about it. It just played off kind of weird to me, and I kind of laughed when her parents, like, quote-unquote, died or whatever happened to them. And I was like, it was just weird. It was just out of nowhere, out of left field. They were on, like, a—they weren't even just on, like, a futuristic planet. It was, like, a totally other existence. There was, like, weird alien, like, plants around them and stuff, and they were in, like, these robes, which, who knows, could be very uh, true to her origin of the comics. It just felt— very strange and out of place. So that's the only thing that I was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. But it doesn't last too long. And then we just end up having more fun because after that moment is when the movie really starts, you know, cranking up. You know, once they get drugged by Mordo in the Sanctum, that's when everything really starts kicking off, you know, at like 500 horsepower. So I got over it pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I think I I don't mind it as much... um... I think simply because I'm glad we just we got America at this point in her journey like she'd been like what maybe what 70 universes or something she said I, for, I forget the exact number
0: yeah it was in the 70s but like
1: somewhere. I'm glad we didn't get her like when she just like first got her power and like she sol- she solved it by the end of it right like she gets her power and learns how to control it within the same movie I think that would have been a huge no-no um, you know so I'm glad that they just did like you know uh, she's you know senses of urgency and like you know stress or fear trigger her power to start and then you know she's been doing this for 72 universes so she knows her way like she's even shown strange like number one get food um most universes have pizza sounds delicious let me get bruce pizza campbell ball. there oh know. man
0: oh, hold on just real quick as soon as i saw those pizza balls those are going to be at Avengers campus on every Disney park across the world. So I'm calling it right now. Those pizza balls aren't already in development. They're about to be. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. They probably like, you have to include this. We made this for the movie. Um, This is our time. But then they go to Bruce Campbell who wasn't selling pizza balls. Yeah, he was, he was selling the pizza balls. Um, And then uh, literally uh, he is the post credit scene as well because uh, he has to punch himself in the face for like what, two weeks.
0: It's over. It's over.
1: (laughs) And he's looking right in the camera. I was like, "Oh, this is fun. Uh, this is a good time." Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I think that was, um, you know, a, a really like. There's two times actually. I want to point out that they looked in the camera that time with Bruce Campbell because we thought he'd have another bigger cameo, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. But the um, when Wanda first possesses eight to eight Wanda right in the kitchen, and she like. Once she possesses and she knows she has control, she like looks right at the camera in the audience. I'm like, Ooh, I was like, oh I shit!
0: Like I was like, oh no, this is this is serious now. Yeah, that was really effective, and that whole scene too. Uh, at the beginning of the scene when we're starting to kind of see the the spooky wind come through the windows and doors and stuff uh, we get to be the perspective of the the camera person right yeah. like the camera becomes handheld and when uh like they look over in this direction we hide behind the banister real quick and I was like okay this is fun this is I, like classic I, horror I, I, film yeah this is and this is like what you get when you let a director really be themselves like it does make you wonder though right because originally this was not going to be the director of this film mm-hmm. uh, and and luckily we were able to kind of pivot early on in the production of this movie uh, but yeah it does make you wonder what were the creative differences with it was scott dickerson right Derek scott derrickson
1: um, uh, who's derrickson, also he was a right. producer on this one as well yeah
0: yeah uh, it does make you wonder like what was the original intention where was this going to go was there just creative conflict with like you know cameos
1: I, well and michael waldron is uh, who wrote this is the writer of loki that's the other thing he wrote forward to this and he, you mm-hmm. know he worked on rick and morty before this so i feel like he has like a huge understanding of what what mu- makes a multiverse work and, like, yeah. how, to, how to really catch up to the audience. I don't even think the script was written when Derrickson was involved or announced. So um, yeah.
0: I mean, but, you know, speaking yeah. of of Loki, and, you know, as we're just kind of uh, riffing here, I, I was really hoping for a little bit more of an explanation or at least a dip our toes into the ideas of what happened in Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first time that we start talking about the multiverse and just the order of all things, everything breaks at the end of Loki, like honestly, it looks like Loki and his uh, variant. So uh, what tip all of this off, right? Because they decide to kill Jonathan Majors, and everything starts to rip and unravel and fall apart. You know, I I've yet to see any sort of like wink and nod to anything that happened in that show, right? You know, we were talking about before Spider-Man came out, right? Like, yeah. oh, maybe that Doctor Strange spell normally would have worked, but maybe something out there in the ether is really unstable. And like Dr. Strange doesn't know exactly what happened. And then in this movie, it's just all driven either by the Darkhold or America Chavez. So it's like, what did Loki do exactly? And I was hoping we would get a little bit more explanation in this movie. So do I gotta wait for season two of Loki? Do I gotta wait for the next Marvel movie? I think it'll be the (laughs) other way
1: around. I I think Loki will reference these other events um, rather than the other way around, and I only say that because Loki, the time broke. We don't know what year um, the time broke, right? To split universes off, like it's just like the universes are now splitting, and like technically, I guess they're at the quote unquote end of time uh, where where the, the uh, He Who Remains is, but they don't explain. It. So I think Loki just says, "Hey, multiverses can exist now, um, and this is why."
0: Yeah, but, I yeah. But if I think if season I have- two
1: will be like. Hey, here's a here's Earth 828, or this is 828, 8, look what happened on this Earth, and it references, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I guess if I had to force, right, an explanation into any of this, it would be like, if Loki didn't break the universe, the events of Spider-Man and Multiverse of Madness wouldn't have been able to happen, Yeah. right? I mean, I guess that's my theory assumption or whatever, you know. Maybe America Chavez whatever universe she was in if it even existed did she appear out of thin air yeah. in a different universe well, when the universe broke i guess yeah. that's the operating theory we can go off of right now
1: and, and she could possibly um show up in loki i you know i i hundred percent think uh-huh. that she could be in loki because like maybe they're looking for the one anomaly it, like you know that the, the the time thing tracks all the universes if there's one person who only exists in one universe and is moving between them that she may be a huge point in that we don't know that yet but um, you know it's setting up some some future some future stuff for, yeah, yeah. for that show. I feel show. like I should
0: go back and rewatch Loki because yeah. I keep I feel like I keep forgetting the nuances of that uh, yeah of that uh, series it, it, um, and
1: yeah but I, I think the other thing here is is very important there are um, multiverses uh, which Jake Gyllenhaal from Mysterio said he was from Earth 616 right or this is Earth. 6, mm-hmm. and they also reference that in this one so I'm like was he really multiversal or are they just they're just making a little Easter egg here? And then two, the other idea is dimension hopping, right? Like the the mirror dimension, and then in the introduction, the thing that surprised me, the third thing that I did not know about was um, uh, Clea, the character Clea, played by God, I can't think of her name. Off. Char-
0: Charlie Stern, Starin.
1: Yes. Did not know that was going to happen. Had no clue at all. She was very. Vay-
0: uh, since we're talking about after credit scenes directed very oddly right i think sometimes we we know that these after credit scenes could possibly be directed by other directors Mm -hmm. you know because they're they're set up at different times uh managed different ways uh this one felt very strange. It's almost like they did not communicate with what the end of the movie was going to be, with what the after credit scene was going to be. Because we, at the very end of the movie, we see Doctor Strange, you know, come out of his house. He's uh, whistling Dixie, skipping down the sidewalk, and then his third eye appears. You know, cut to credits, right? And then the end credit scene begins with him walking down the sidewalk again. And it was like, like okay, it felt this like is five the...
1: minutes later, right? It was like... Yeah,
0: like this did not hook up. Yeah. appropriately so i just there was a loss in communication maybe we didn't really know exactly uh how the 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 film the script was going to end until later on after the after oh, credit I, scene was filmed
1: i don't think so i think they filmed them both the ending scene and that scene the same day under strict like actual like if this leaks you were like the five people who know what happened here and i we will <laughs> even we'll get all of you
0: even though if you were to leak the ending of the movie uh, no one would have known what the hell was going I on, have, right? Yeah. Because you you would just see like, okay, Dr. Chains walks out of his house. Okay, there's some tracking dots on his forehead. Okay, yeah. he collapses and he yells up towards the sky. Okay, I don't know anything that's yeah. happening here.
1: Yeah, I literally had no idea Charlie Theron was going to be this an they used the character mm-hmm. Clea. Still don't know. No one knows who Clea is. They, I just can tell from the purple and the looks, right? Like I know this comic book character. If I said, Mike, who, who is Clea and what does she do? You're going to be like, I don't know. She's well, in Doctor Strange.
0: I, I can tell you a little bit because, you know, what do you do between the first end credit scene and the last end credit scene in the theater? Google. You Google uh, uh, Charlize Theron uh, purple Doctor Strange and you get Clea and then, you know, you dive into the, you know, the wiki a little bit and you see like, okay, this is Doctor Strange's wife. Obviously not his wife. It may be in a different universe. Um, the, the visual... The visual of the the universe that well, like because a it's a yeah, she cuts open the it's a, yeah, d- cuts That's open... the difference
1: because that's why I was on the point. She's not hopping universes, she's going into the dark dimension from the first yeah, movie. And
0: and it looked very like, you know, Kirby esque, right? You kind yeah. of see these like these like green that's, and purpley. That's, that's orbs the Dormammu and stuff. dimension.
1: it's I think I'm pretty sure someone said it's exactly the Dormammu dimension from the first movie.
0: Mm, okay. So and she says you have created an incursion. Yes. So is she referencing the only incursion that we get to see in the movie? No. Which is where he – before I, he has yeah. his uh, musical note fight. <laughs>
1: yeah, the musical note fight was actually pretty cool. That was impressive. Uh, no, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if they've, they've really ironed out the details between universes and dimensions because America is the only person who can walk freely among universes, right, that we know. Uh-huh. Clea cut to a dimension. We've seen Doctor Strange – and his other people cut holes to other dimensions. The mirror dimension where they try to to have Scarlet Witch in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in the dark dimension with Dormammu. This is where all the power comes from. They're not different universes. They're just other dimensions. And like trying to say this out loud and explain it to somebody, I feel like I go crazy <laughs> or talk in circles. Yeah, and
0: it's like, what did they specifically say? What dimension the book of Ashanti it was, was in?
1: It's like the realm between universes, kind of like yeah, where the so TVA it's like, is
0: so it's like is that another dimension so like uh, I wonder if any point in time there's going to be an attempt to clarify any of this just for clarity because another is it even a dimension is the uh, quantum realm Mm -hmm. I mean if you think about it in in a physics way it's it's really just our universe just very very tiny so yeah. but is that does that qualify as a different universe like if, if you get so small do you slip on through do you slip through the metaphorical cracks of dimensions yeah. and end up someplace else it's, so
1: well, the other the other important thing is clea is actually the niece of dormammu in the comics as well so that's like you know if an incursion is universe is colliding but they're all in the same universe just different dimensions what, what does this even mean? Am I... Have I have I lost it? I don't know. These are details that only us, we would think about on this. But, like, this doesn't take mm-hmm. away from the movie, but I feel like, you know, we will need that clarification early on in the next movie. Because they are teasing Doctor Strange 3 literally right out the gate, right? Like, he mm-hmm. has accepted this third eye, whatever it means, whether it's good or bad. We don't know. Uh, what abilities will it give him? Uh, and, and what adventures is he going on through all these uh, dimensions? Yeah. With
0: it. I mean I I would say the ending of this movie feels more likely to be followed up on than the ending of his last movie, right? Cuz we yeah. left off with uh Dormam- not Dormamu um his uh, rival uh, Uh, Mordo Mordo, saying no more sorcerers and we don't even get to see 616 Mordo in this movie at all. We don't even know where he is. I mean, he could have got dusted, right? But like he would have came back. So (laughs) we don't know where he is what that's leading up to. Uh, I guess maybe one day we'll find out. (laughs)
1: 828 Mordo lived as well because he was left in that little crack in between the uh... Illuminati. maybe they're
0: gonna, maybe they're going to become buddies they the two mortos yeah. united by their vengeance for doc for yeah. actually the same doctor strange the, the right The
1: doctor strange yeah and um, <laughs> yes with the incursions are actually a Jonathan Hickman creation who created the a lot of the stuff actually all of the avengers movies have used across um, everything didn't he
0: didn't he have a very popular fantastic four run as well he had
1: a fantastic four run before he went to avengers yes and then he did a bunch of avengers and new avengers and illuminati so they're literally borrowing everything he has done Uh, i i would love to see Mm -hmm. his fantastic four stuff in his fantastic four run literally the son of reed richards um franklin uh, the future version from the future literally has galactus as a pet like is how powerful he is and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's fun uh, but anyway, he created incursions. If they're gonna follow this incursion, is are incursions the next Avengers-level threat rather than Galactus at this time? Is is that yeah, what we're leaning into? Because
0: more more of a metaphorical uh, uh, enemy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it also kind of leads into Jonathan Hickman's run, which is a, a head off the 80s um, Secret Wars, where they create a a universe of all these collided the remaining collided universes. And, like, there's, like, you know, here's Earth, you know, Earth from the comic books. And here's, like, the Hulk wasteland from another... A series of books where the hulks had taken over the world and you know here's marvel zombies and this world is just it's called battle world
0: this is this is what you do you send a copy of secret wars to every actor that's yeah. ever been in the mcu with like a little sticky note saying you can be replaced right yeah, yeah. this he, is like the perfect tool that warner brothers wishes they had right now and they kind of do they do have their own version of it right uh they went through a, like dc did a whole like comic book reboot they reboot every five years they do every five (laughs)
1: years over there actually yeah (laughs)
0: So, yeah, so it's just like, yeah, I could see a version of Secret Wars happening. We're like, okay, let's kind of like shuffle the deck, see which ones we want to keep going and keep moving. But it does seem like, like we are leading to something, right? Mm-hmm. All of this is obviously not finished. You know, we are theorizing, oh, does the multiverse of madness wrap all of this up? It did not. No. We <laughs> we still got a lot of uh, cosmic uh, multiversal it, quantum mess out there to deal well, with.
1: I would also say this is the first Marvel movie – probably since Endgame, where i felt the stakes are actually high um mm-hmm. right like black widow no. uh shang chi great i don't think the stakes are that high yet um eternals lackluster uh but you know i think at the ending does leave it very questionable with an eternal or not an eternal mm-hmm. a celestial sticking out of the ocean not reference spider-man kind of set him back on square one right um so yeah. i feel like you know with incursions dimensions and and, and universal hopping with you know, America Chavez now in the MCU proper, uh, the 616. I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here um, with this movie that left a lot of like weight on the table. I'm like, OK, there's still stuff to be, you know, reference experience here. Fallout from this whole journey could still be mm-hmm. felt down the road. And I, that's that's a first in a long time I felt that we've had. That. Yeah,
0: I, I what I'm basically waiting for right now is just a, a TV show or a movie to kind of just reference the insanity that is going on at the moment. It doesn't even have to be like a big, a big moment, right? Even like an after credit scene, uh, I can't even keep track of the after credit scenes anymore in the MCU. But like after we introduce Thanos once, and you know some of these Infinity Stones are in play, he pops up again, and he's you know he was he's in Guardians, saying things yeah. like yeah, like you know. So I just kind of want to see like anybody reference, and maybe maybe once we get to uh, Ant Man uh, three, right? Yeah, we'll see uh, Jonathan Majors uh, Kang bring up something along these lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we will find out, I suppose. Yeah,
1: hundred uh, percent. So we're we're moving along marvel back in true fashion i feel right like not Mm -hmm. not that they were ever gone spider-man was great but like this feels like oh we're back in marvel season uh thor love and thunder is next i feel it looks pretty good right i feel like we're gonna get back to some more classic marvel with that so um awesome anything else you want to add to this before we we jump off like i feel like we're feeling pretty jazzed right now, Mike, and I don't. Yeah. It's, not, it's been a while since we've had come off feeling pretty jazz. So. Yeah, I
0: love I, I love uh, ending a uh, like a Marvel review where we just have lots of questions we can theorize. And basically, I feel like we have fueled you know, the next couple of years of the podcast on like Mm -hmm. theories and stuff like that. So if you've, if you've made it this far into this uh, episode, you've obviously seen the movie already, but I I would say you got to run out, you got to see this one. If you are in this universe, if you love watching this stuff, because like how long can we possibly go on our weekly news episodes? Right. Without really talking about the nitty gritty of this movie, like I feel like maybe two weeks, like, uh, there is—it's not an official release, right? But there's already popular MCU news accounts that are just straight up tweeting photos of John Krasinski as Mister right. Fantastic. Like you can't avoid it. Like, and it's not even marked as spoilers. It's just like, oh, John Krasinski as Mister. So like yeah. you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta see this because we are definitely gonna be talking about it for a while.
1: That's right, and I—I I can't wait. So 45 days. This will be on Disney Plus as well. Um, so I can't wait to experience it at home without fuckers ruin it in the movie theater because, you know, just just to hell with them. No dogs allowed. Nothing against dogs, but no dogs allowed in the movie theater. Mike, let's wrap this up. Let's get into our weekly news episode. We still have that to listen to. If you made it this far, tune in for that. Uh, we love to do that every week. If uh, people know what you're doing, what you're up to, where can they find you at?
0: Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, See what you're doing. Where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. If people know about the show, what we're doing, uh, our regularly scheduled news episodes, uh, I think we've probably got another movie before Thor 11 Thunder. I don't know what it is yet. We'll have to go look. But if they want to know more about our reviews, where can they get all that good stuff at?
0: Well, if you want to meet the Illuminati of Superhero Slate, all of their chairs are neatly lined up in a row at superhero-slate.com. slate both that of is them. The, yes, <laughs> that's the that's the best place to find all of the resources for our show to get our awesome show notes to get our upcoming release calendar it's hard to keep track of everything as all these release dates inevitably always shift so if you want to check out what the next warner brothers releases, dc marvel netflix release uh, comic book related we got a nice upcoming release calendar on our website at superhero slate.com obviously you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify wherever else you'd love to listen to fine podcasts Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroeslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out like superfan Jim did and let us know if any insanity happened in your movie theater. I'm ready to crack heads I'm like, get me out there on in your theater. You uh, request me, I'll I'll volunteer and I'll I'll just I'll be like a hawk. I've already seen the movie. I don't have to I don't have to pay attention. I'll look at everybody else and I'll start knocking phones out of hands. Give me a call if I'm in your area. That's right. uh, but if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks.
1: That's right. We'll catch you guys next week.
0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.